Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast for the Committee for Wyndham. My name's Kevin Hillier. And don't forget, uh, you can check out all our previous episodes uh, by simply going to the uh, Committee for Wyndham Facebook page or the website, and you'll be able to find them there or just uh, whatever podcast provider and platform you've uh, found this one on. Just go to that and uh, you'll find uh, all our previous episodes with lots of great stories to tell about the people, the places, the things and the events that are happening in the uh, in the city of Wyndham. Today, my guest is Petrina Jones. Now, Petrina's been a friend of mine and my family's for a number of years now. She's also the voice you hear on the start and the end of this podcast each and every week. She's a very well-known uh, Melbourne radio personality as uh, part of the Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show on Goal 104 and a long-time resident of the city of Wyndham. And that's exactly why I wanted to have a chat to her today about not only uh, her career, but also living in the city of Wyndham for as long as she has. Hello, Petrina. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Pleasure to have you. Oh, it's lovely to talk to you again, Kev. Thank you for having me. Now, does anyone still call you Petrina? Because uh, <laughs> the the, uh, the Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show that you've been involved with over the last couple of years, you've become Pats. Does anyone call you Petrina? <laughs> Only when I'm in trouble. No, um, Christian does introduce my news um, professionally in saying he is Petrina Jones. Uh, my husband, Chris, still calls me Petrina, but to everyone else, I'm Pat, that's fine. Yep. 2020's been a tough year. Doing breakfast radio is, is a tough mm. grind anyway. Has is, is it been harder uh, this year than you, you've experienced previously because of all that's been going on? Um, I don't think necessarily harder. We've been very, very lucky my family in that I have had a job to go to. So yep. many people are out of work um, and also my husband has been in work. So we've really no right to complain. I think what's been hard for us as it has been for a lot of people, I think is that, you know, initially there was no sort of end date. We, did, we didn't have like a finishing line, did yep. we, when everything was up in the air. I found that hard. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of the positives from the year, to be honest, Kev. I think it's taught us a lot. I think um, we've got a nine-year-old daughter. I think she's matured a lot, with, uh, you know, through homeschooling. Yeah. She's learnt time management, you know, as much as it's been hard on her. She's learnt about time management. And I think we're all thankful. And, I, you know, I saw a meme on social media the other day that I think sums it up really well in that you may not have got everything you wanted for 2020, but you were grateful for what you do have because, by gee, some people are doing it tough. I feel so sorry for small business and business in the West and everywhere for yeah. that matter. So, yeah, it's been hard, but, you know, we've learned a lot of extra things. I didn't know how to use Zoom going into 2020. <laughs> I've got my head around that now. Yeah. And certainly if you had have told me 30 years ago that I'd be working in radio from home, yeah. I would have said, no, don't be crazy. So, you know, we've pushed a lot of the boundaries and done a lot of things that, you know, we didn't think that we would do. And I think we've all reevaluated our lives, haven't we? What's important, what we need, what we can do without. Yep. 
Yep. One of the one of the I guess good parts about getting up at uh, the time of the day that you do get up and commute into work under normal circumstances is the traffic isn't the problem. It is for those commuting in, in normal hours. So you kind of don't feel that commute uh, living uh, living in the west and, and going in at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's true. But you know, we um we built at Windenvale about twenty two years ago, and. Uh, the estate then, you know, we're, my husband and I are both country born and bred. We're from Wangaratta in the States, northeast, and we loved going out there. We were in Yarraville before that, just renting. What I loved about it was there were cows at our back fence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, there are now. It's built up so much. But even coming in back then, you'd barely see a soul on the west gate. But now, you know, you can pull up at the traffic lights at Watson Street at that hour of the morning. And would you believe that the cars are like five and six cars deep? Oh, goodness. It's insane. Yeah. It's just getting so busy, isn't it? Yeah. 22 years you've lived uh, in Windenvale. Why, why, why was the reason that you, you chose that? Because of that country feel? Well, we, it was. Yeah, I think it was. You know, it's a perfect sort of combination for Chris and I, for my husband and I, because you know, 20, 30 minutes to the coast, to the surf coast with some of the best beaches in the world. And then, you know, the commute to work isn't really that bad. It's 30, 40 minutes, um, you know, 20 minutes from the top of the Westgate. And it's also close sort of proximity to get onto the Hume Freeway up to family. Um, I mentioned before in the States Northeast, it's a really good spot for us. I mean, sometimes it, it can feel, when it feels a little too far away is when you might have like, this week, you know, Christmas functions and stuff in the city at night. But I think the positives far, far outweigh that. It's the jewel of the West there at Werribee. We've got so many beautiful things, Shadow Facts and Werribee Park Mansion, which really holds a special place in our hearts. That's where we were married, where we christened our little girl. Um, So we love going out there and having picnics and it's just a great, great part of the world. And you've got that new marina development down there as well, which is exciting. Yep. Yeah, there is a, there's a lot that uh, – and a lot of people internally in, in the city of Wyndham don't know about it, which is really kind of funny. But uh, hopefully uh, yeah. we, st- we start to have a look at more in our own backyard at what we've got rather than flitting off to Europe or whatever it is. Um, when, did you, when did your radio career start? Let's talk about that for a tick. I was about 17, so it's 30 years ago. So I'm celebrating my 30th anniversary this year. So right. um, <laughs> it started in my hometown in Wangaratta and – I was just um, a schoolgirl who had a passion for radio, really, and I loved everything about it. I loved the smell of the radio station. I loved the personalities, the people. It just felt like home, to be honest. So I did work experience through the traps and then did my year 12 and did a course that Swinburne University used to offer in commercial radio, which was a brilliant course run by a man called Jim Barber. Yep. Did that, and uh, and of course, in my early radio years, worked with your wife, Sarah yes. Patterson, yes. Um, who was a mentor, still is a mentor and a beautiful person, and um, at the end of that course, was offered my first job back at, at 3 and on Wangaratta. So, I was two and a half years there, and then went to Horsham for about 13 months, and then came to Double TFM, or Kiss FM as it is now, yep. in about 95, and I did was about 10 years there between there and Gold FM at Sister Station and then Nova launched and I was there for eight years and I've been back here, if you're keeping up with me, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> at Gold FM the past, uh, I think it's 11 years, would you believe, and Jeez. two and a half on uh, Christian's show, Christian O'Connell. So it's um, I've been very blessed. It's, it's an industry that 
that I do love. I've always loved it. I've always enjoyed it, and um, I'm I'm very fortunate. The way radio was set up when you started is that uh, for a female to get on air anywhere, you you pretty much had to mm. go through the newsroom. There wasn't any there wasn't any many other areas for you to go through. You've now kind of mm. taken that other path. Now you're you're now uh, bigger than the newsroom in terms of you're now an integral part of that uh, that Christian O'Connell show. Oh, thanks, Kev. Yeah, it's you know what, it's a challenge that I think I was really ready for, and yeah. I don't like putting myself out in the spotlight. I'm believe it or not, I'm not comfortable doing it. And I think as I get older, one thing that I've learned to embrace is change, which before I would shy away to it. But, you know, being pushed to your boundaries and doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. And it's actually not a bad thing. It's actually a positive thing to go out on a branch and, you know, you're determined to prove to yourself that you can do it and do it well. So I've really enjoyed being uh, a bigger part of a show, definitely. And and Christian, um, God bless him, is is so humble and so so giving in uh, his sort of time for me and, and allowing me to do that. And it's it's a real it's a real hoot to be honest. I can't believe that it's been two and a half years. It's gone very far. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing though when you start to um, to open up your life on uh, to people on on the radio. It's a, the the reaction you get is sometimes very varied. You'll get people who will say, "Oh, that have an idea what you did the other day. That I did that," and and other people will go, "You know, can you shut up about your uh, your private life?" <laughs> yeah, you know what though, if you don't want to share your life and bear all and be prepared to be shown up, embarrassed and all of the above, don't be in Bricky Radio because that's you know that's what it's all about, yeah. isn't it, Kev? It's it's um putting all those doubts aside and and you know what it is it's being you and that has to be enough and if it's not enough well so be it but you do you have to be you and that's the best thing you can be not pretend to be someone else because you will get found out in the end I hope uh, people think I never pretend to be what I'm not I'm just me I'm just Pat I'm just a suburb essentially a suburban mum living my best life in Melbourne so hopefully that's what they see as me. Oh well, uh, you mentioned uh, Sarah, my wife. Uh, we've known you for a, for a number of years now, and the one thing yeah. we know that we do know about you is that you are genuine, and and what you what you see and what you hear out, coming out of the speakers is exactly what you are. Oh, that's that's such a lovely compliment. Thanks, Kev. No, you've always been always been very genuine. Now, the 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 interesting uh, kind of I guess life journey that you've been on living in the West. Um, mm. Audrey, you mentioned, is, is nine years old, uh, getting her in, in through, uh, you know, creches and uh, and kindergarten and now into school and all that stuff. That, that would have been an interesting kind of uh, experience for you to, to, to have to tackle. Well, you know, it's, I think every parent sort of tackles it, don't they? I didn't come across motherhood till a little bit later. I was 39 um, when we had Audrey and we had her in the city at St Vincent's Private because our specialist was there. We had a great specialist in Lionel Steinberg because it was a higher risk pregnancy because I was an older mum but um, as far as Crash, you know we've been really really blessed because she went to the uh, Werribee Children's Centre there near the university and a beautiful beautiful little crash and she was in there from about 10 months and we were just very lucky that they had a place I think we had her name down when I was about you know 12 weeks pregnant it's it's crazy and then she went to one of our Wyndham City Council run kinders which was brilliant she loved kinder and then um, she goes out to school at Bacchus Bacchus Marsh Grammar and it's a brilliant school brilliant brilliant school she's very very happy there and 
um, you know, they foster a lot of sort of peer support, which is like what we like out there at the moment. But they've got a bit of a battle going this week. You probably would have yeah. seen in the news camp. Yeah, that that's so, an interesting kind of uh, twist in this uh, where the where the toxic soils going from the uh, from the roadworks. Yeah, so this week the planning minister Richard Wynn um, approved the application for the soil to be dumped at two sites. Uh, in the West, one big Maddenley Brown Coal, which is literally just metres from the school. So, wow, the community is pretty outraged. The school um, has launched Supreme Court action against the EPA. So that's an ongoing issue. But, you know, it's one of Western Melbourne's biggest private schools. Yeah. Um, I just can't believe, you know, everyone, not only people in Western Melbourne, but all the Victorians should be outraged. You know, it's a massive food bowl there around Bacchus Marsh for all of our fresh produce or a lot of our fresh produce, um, we're really, really concerned about the impact, the environmental uh, and health impact. So uh, I guess watch this space, but um, it's certainly not looking good. And there's been some talk about that uh, that actually seeping into the Werribee River, which actually does go to the mm. the Werribee South Food Bowl and uh, and the market gardening mm. area down there. So there's uh, there's huge ramifications. I, I can see this turning into a, a, a major social issue, and rightly mm. bloody well should. We've done it before. We've fought a, a toxic dump, yeah. haven't we? And yeah. one before, but. I'm just, I don't know about you, Kev, but I'm just pretty sick of the western suburbs being treated as a dumping ground, to be honest. There's just no rhyme or reason that um, that this should go ahead, and I, I really, fingers crossed, I really hope it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a, a really important uh, really important issue and one that uh, needs to be dealt with, and I'm sure the people will speak as, the, as they've done so well in the past put the people of the west under pressure mm. and they uh, they will stand up and uh, they'll they'll stand up and be counted i don't have any any doubt about that whatsoever have you always felt comfortable living in the west given that you're a country girl is that has that been a, a good fit for you yeah i think it's always been one of the um, one of the good factors i, I do love that it's although it's getting more populated, as we touched on before, getting busier and busier. But, yeah, I do. And, you know, I I actually don't mind the drive because, you know, that 30, 40 minutes, by the time you're doing that on the way back from work, you're unwinding. And, you know, I still feel like there's a nice little small community, country town vibe around Werribee. A lot of people know a lot of people, and I like that. I like that familiarity. And, um, you know, we've got great neighbours. We live in a lovely court, and we all chat and, you know, we're there if someone needs help in the middle of the night. It, it is that real country feel that it's nice to see that it still exists even in suburban Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you, you, you'd want? If you could put one thing in the, in, the, in the sort of local area, what would you choose? You know, better infrastructure. The roads are just appalling. And we're putting up all these new suburbs, which is brilliant, all these new housing estates, but the roads just aren't. They're just not keeping up the pace, are they? Yep. Uh, that that would be. I mean, I know there's a lot of work underway at the moment, but it seems to always be like ten years behind time. Um, that would be my big wish: is to to improve congestion. You know, it can take half an hour to get from Wyndham Vale over to Hoppers Crossing. Some even Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I'd really like to see improvement. In our roads, most definitely. Yep, it's uh, it's the recurring theme from everybody who <laughs> comes on this program about the one yeah. thing, one thing they'd like to fix is that. But I mean, you mentioned uh, so many good things. So you mentioned Shadowfax and the mansion. Um, the, the, mm. Obviously, as you said, the mansion has a very special uh, place in your in your heart. 
It does, yeah. My uh, husband proposed there as well, actually. We got married there in 1999. Isn't he a romantic Romeo, Kev? And um, we had our little girl, Chris, in there. And in fact, my parents had their 50th wedding anniversary um, dinner in Joseph's there. So it's beautiful. What's not to love about the mansion? It is one of the most beautiful historic properties, I think, in Australia. Yeah, and the gardens around there, the rose garden around there, that whole area, and the and the Werribee Zoo is, uh, uh, I think, one of the one of the great uh, <gasps> the great uh, tourist attractions in this state, let alone in this suburb. It's magnificent, and you know, I speak to a lot of people from Melbourne who aren't in the West who've never even been to the Werribee Open Range Zoo, and you know, they've just announced uh, the government's just announced that multi million dollar redevelopment out there. They're going to yep. do all sorts of wonderful things. I think elephants are going to be a feature in a, a gondola or something over the top of the grounds. It's just going to be bigger and better. Yep. Do you still get the uh, the kind of like, oh, why do you live there question uh, oh. as much as you used to probably at the at the start? Or at the start, I imagine when you first moved in, it was wouldn't have been why do you live there, is where is that? <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't think – I've had a couple of times people don't think Werribee is actually in Melbourne. <laughs> it's like it's like halfway to Colac or something. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do, especially from colleagues who live in the eastern, the eastern suburbs. You know, I think there's still that stigma, isn't there, of the poo farm? Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy to live with that. I just think whatever. Every suburb's got its its negatives and its pluses. And hey, we're still there 22 years after. I, I think it's an up and going. It's getting bigger sort of suburb and. We love it there. We wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, your uh, your career has uh, taken another little uh, turn of recent times with a bit of television, uh, doing a bit of Channel 9 stuff uh, in the morning television area. Yeah, this is – wow. This has really taken me by surprise, actually. I'm really loving it. So I'm doing a guest appearance on Today Extra every couple of weeks um, with David and Sylvia, and we just talk about, you know, things that are in the news each day with yep. the co-panellists. So – I'm really, really enjoying it. And again, I was, you know, talking before about doing things that make you feel uncomfortable, and this is certainly one of them. But it's been great, and I really, really enjoyed it. Not for the notoriety, but I just, it's something different that, you know, it's kind of similar to what I do in that we're talking news, but it's a, a, a different thing again. And it's really been a highlight of the last um, six months, and it's brilliant, brilliant for the show. And yet again, you know, another opportunity that um, working with Christian has presented. So I'm, I'm very, very thankful for it and just loving the opportunity to, to grow and uh, build my profile on the show. It's brilliant. Yeah. 2020's been, a, as we said, an interesting year, a tough year and a, and a challenging year. What are you hoping mm-hmm. for, uh, for 2021? <laughs> you know what? I'd like to hope that we don't, we keep getting double donuts. That would be yeah. that would be my first wish, and I I just hope that our economic recovery can be as swift as as swift as possible, and people can get the support they need. Um, and I would like to think that we can do international travel again fairly soon, but I don't know that'll be in in twenty twenty one. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. What's uh, what's Christmas twenty twenty look like for you? Are you going to head uh, to back to Wangaratta, back uh, to family, or will you hang around the the Windermere area? Bit of both, bit of both. So we usually do Christmas uh, about a month before Christmas, which is about now actually. So no, yeah. in a couple of weeks, we um, 
head up there because all the nieces and nephews, they're sort of starting to get married and have their own kids now, which makes me feel very old. But we all um, always go on a road trip and see both sides of our family, which is nice. But actual Christmas Day, because, you know, Audrey's still only nine and, and Santa's still coming, of course. Oh, so lovely. We love, yes, we love to have Christmas. And my parents live just two streets away in Wyndham Vale for us. So we're very lucky still to have them. They come up for breakfast and we usually have some nice pastries and coffee and have a look what Santa's brought and um, and what the reindeers have left behind in the street. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then Christmas is just the three of us and, and we love it. Just, just the three musketeers for lunch. My husband cooks. He's a brilliant cook. And he usually does a, a roast pork with all the trimmings. So oh, I love nice. not having to cook and makes his own eggnog. Um, and then Christmas night, we head up to mum and dad's. Um, but this year, we've got Boxing Day. We've got family as well coming up to Werribee. So that'll be lovely as well. So oh, very good. We were, we were away last Christmas. We went to the States for a trip. So we're really looking forward to just, just, just being home and not having the dog in the kennel while we're on holiday. He can have Christmas with us as well yep. on the 25th. And uh, obviously a, a nice little chance not to have the alarm go off at, uh, at, uh, <gasps> at, at God, God only knows o'clock. Oh, Kitty, I'm like a, oh, I'm like a jetliner coming into land, smoking at the back with one wing hanging off and swinging in the in the breeze. It, as you know, Brecky is grueling, and it's yeah, it it hurts to wake up. Yeah, it does. It just physically hurts, and it hurts a little bit more each year as you get older, but. I've got a month off, and yes, I, I probably still will wake up. Did you find you used to still wake up? For a little while, not long. Mm. <laughs> not, not long. I, I changed oh. I changed my lifestyle very quickly when I got off breakfast radio. Oh, <laughs> it's grueling. There's some plus. It, it is good with a young child. Yes. It, it's really good with a young child because I'm there in the afternoon for her. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the sleep-ins most yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And the nap in the afternoon. <laughs> well, look, uh, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for uh, for being the voice of uh, the uh, the Talking Wyndham podcast, uh, which you oh, are in each, each episode. And uh, continued success with the, with the, with your radio and, and your television career, Petrina. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Thank you. And I've, <laughs> may I say I've been very blessed to work with both you and Sarah over the years. But I remember you at Gold one year. It was one Saturday and I didn't understand cricket scores. I was doing sport. I had Absolutely no idea what it meant, and I came in and I asked you. And normally, I would think, "Oh, I'm too scared to ask the big jock." <laughs> and you're a legend of this industry, Kevin. And and you were so lovely, and you did not make me feel the least bit self conscious about what I was asking. And I've never ever forgotten that. I've always been grateful for that. Well, thank you for saying that. That's very nice. Must have caught me on an off moment. <laughs> No, I, I must, believe that. I must have had my cranky, tracky pants on that morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, have, a, have a great Christmas and a new year and uh, continued success, Petrina. It's lovely talking to you. Thanks, Kevin. Have a great Christmas. Well, thanks to Petrina and uh, let's hope uh, we all have a 
restful Christmas on the way and a bright and happy uh, 2021 coming up. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Don't forget, check out our previous episodes by going to the Committee for Wyndham Facebook page or the website, and there you'll also find out all the events and programs that are coming up between now and Christmas and also looking forward into uh, 2021. And uh, you can also find out details of how you can become a member of the Committee for Wyndham. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Uh, Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.